Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Navera. It is Saturday. Not sure what the date is, but uh, it's Saturday in August. It is hot outside. We are remote uh, with the with this podcast. We are at Kegs and Mugs in Louisville drinking some beers, and I've got the Knights of the Bar Top with me. Some substitutions, but I'm pretty excited about it since the first one got messed up. So uh, we're a few beers in, so you're going to have to deal with it. Uh, You may never hear this because of the noise. Like that guy. Like, who is that guy revving it up right now? Get out of here. Okay. So, we're going to go around the table, and we're going to talk about what beer we're drinking first. Right now, I am drinking a Peel It Back by Hoppensting. It's a milkshake IPA, although it's not not too creamy. Uh, It's actually really good. I'm really excited about this. And uh, I got Ryan here, who, by the way, I have to say on record... That Ryan is not a craft beer guy. He only made it the nights of the bar top because he's always at the bar top. <laughs> but uh, he is a, uh, uh, a different individual. Um, he drinks whiskey, which we love, and some other beer that we don't know. But um, right now, though, he is drinking a blood orange wheat beer by Hop and Sting. I believe it's called Miracle Wheat. I think so. Yeah. Uh, it's called Miracle Wheat. Ryan, what do you think of that, man? It's actually great. Yeah. So is that a good change-up from your, your normal routine? It's a great change-up. Yeah? Yeah. We're so excited. We converted him over, man. And we got David here, who's, who's, who's definitely an OG with the Knights of the Round Table, or Knights of the Bar Top. Uh, what are you drinking right now, man? I'm also drinking the uh, Peel It Back by Hoppin' Sting. It's pretty good. It's a milkshake yeah, IPA. The hazy-style IPA again. We got him hooked. And then we got Vincent, who goes way back from the Knights of the Bar Top. Vincent, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Starman by Cedar Creek. It's a, also a New England IPA. It's very easy drinking, very crushable IPA, and it's delicious. So it's it's hot AF out here. We got fans blown on us, I think. Um, we're not sure, but we're drinking some really good beers. We're happy to be here. So we just want to talk about a craft beer real quick, talk about some stuff, see where we're going. I want to discuss the, the, the scene, the craft beer scene right now, not because of COVID-2020 and everything that's going on, but kind of what the craft beer scene. There's some breweries out there and, and on this particular board that I feel are just doing too much. They're doing the, you know, uh, cherry chocolate triple stout aged with licorice, sprinkled with honey and aged in wine barrels and i just sit there and i think to myself is it too much like i know you got to be unique i know you got to be creative and some of those variations come out really well but some of them are just look they're just not good so i mean are we doing too much i mean ryan i know you're new to this what's your thoughts man it's just like it's the same thing i look at it whiskey i don't think i think my whiskey should taste like whiskey not honey and apples and peaches and shit not cherry tampax covered in salt. <laughs> exactly. I understand. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's like, why mess up something great? I get that. Uh, but it, it, I like the Belgian. You know, it's, it's, it's good, good change from a Budweiser. It is. A good, dude, Dr. Pepper is a good change from a Budweiser. <laughs> so, um, David, uh, your thoughts? So, I'm kind of all for it in a sense. Uh, when, it gets, when it gets in my perspective too much for that i would say it's not too much in the sense of like i wouldn't go for it just not my taste with the martin house uh their pickle beer 
people do, so like I wouldn't really go for that. No. But I appreciate the enthusiasm. Uh, do do what you want to do. The hot Cheetos one? No, stop. Don't eat that. I don't get it. I don't get like if you want to drink pickle juice, drink pickle juice. It's also cheaper. <laughs> and it's cheaper. And then you could have a beer after that, and you got the same thing. You could probably take a Bud Light and dump pickle juice in it, and it'd be the same thing. Probably it's made, Maybe. They made what the best pickle. Beer best made pickle yeah. beer from our house. That's terrible. Of course it is, because <laughs> nobody should drink pickles. Vincent. I mean, I'm I'm gonna agree on the on the pickle beer. I love Martin House. Uh, the best made pickle beer was terrible. I love pickle juice, and I could not drink it. Yeah. Uh, but then there are some variants that I will, will venture out, and I, I will do like. But like at some point, you got to stop because like the pina colada, this and the the s'mores, blah blah blah, bullshit. Well, whatever. wait a minute, wait a minute. The Martin House s'mores. Campfire beer was really good. Uh, it was okay. It was delicious. It was all right. Ask David. He's got a story about that. Finished a 64 ounce of that for himself. Yeah, and, 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 and doesn't remember. Shocking. But so, so you, I don't remember going up. There's a line that, you know, I don't know. I just think as a brewery, like, you look at your, you look at your portfolio and you sit there and say, we've got one through five or one through four as our core phenomenal beers. You know what you're going to get 100% of the time. And then you do the variants. I think when you have a variant every time you release a beer, it gets crazy. Now, that leads me into my next topic about breweries. Martin House makes all kinds of beer. Killing it. And they're killing it. They're probably one of the best breweries in the DFW, in my opinion. Even if I don't like all their beers, they're a phenomenal brewery, and they do some weird stuff. I'm not a sour guy. At all. But... Some of the sours that I do appreciate are from Martin House. So if we're looking at breweries in DFW, forget the best as far as quality. What are your favorites? I don't even know if I should ask this guy next to me right now, but Ryan, what is your favorite brewery in DFW that you've had since we oh, met? Oh, wow. 7-Eleven? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Texas Hill Project. Um, I've been to uh, Bishop Ciders, and I like that. Uh, I can tell you legal draft will never get my vote. Ouch, ouch. Um, Some shade. You know, I, I would rather drink hot piss on a hot day than to deal with that shit again. Well, look, I don't know if I agree with that 100%, but I understand based on the circumstance, and I get that. Uh, Texas Ale Project, yeah, we, you know, back at Southern Junction in Irving, we had a lot of experience with Texas Ale Project and the guys out there, David out there, had a lot of fun out there with those guys. Um, David, uh, different David, uh, what is one of your favorite breweries out there? Right now it's probably Martin House. Martin House? Uh, it was Lakewood for a long time. Uh, I don't know if they like, transition owners. I'm just going to say, ever since their new color scheme, I haven't been a fan. I don't understand their color scheme. So their they're, they're Lakewood traditional symbol which was the red and white and black, like that nice. And I have a sign of it in my garage. It, it stuck out. They changed the colors. It's like blue, orange, white. I don't get it. And also, ironically, in my opinion, their agenda changed as far as what beers they come out with. It used to be like when they come out with their anniversary beers, and obviously the Temptress portfolio is great. But now they're cranking out beers, and they're just, I don't know. It's... I'm not putting them down. I know some guys there. Obviously, I can't make beer, so who am I? But it changed. Something changed with Lakewood, 
And it, to me, it's not for the better. Again, I'm not bashing you guys. Just saying it's not for the better, in my opinion. Vincent? Uh, I, again, I got to I gotta go with my boys at Martin House. Um, I do agree with the, the Lakewood. Um, I think when that, once they sold out to the big distributor that a lot of things changed. Um, but then again, I got to go over and, like, this is going to be a not-so-popular opinion, but OHB... Still very good brewery. Like I love those I guys. I, I agree with love that. Those guys over there. Those guys are cool, man. OHB's really good too. One of my favorite beers, uh, the Chump Change. Yeah, Bourbon Barrel yes. Chump Change. Yes, yeah. dude. Yes. Dude, OHB is one of those breweries that, in my opinion, they're good in their area. They do very well in their area. I feel like where we are up north, or at least where I am right now, they don't reach as much. But the guys from OHB are great, and the beers are great. Chump Change is great. They had a, an, a resting bitter face IPA that was a truly bitter, awesome IPA, which is what we want. I like OHB, man. Um, for me, some of my favorites right now, if I had to pick two without saying Martin House again, <laughs> uh, I would say Tups, and I'm gonna uh, and 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 I'm partial. I've done a lot of stuff with Tups. I've known those guys since day one. Um, you know the guys Chase. I, 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 he's a great dude out there. Um, I, I love the guys at Tups. They've done a lot for me, so I give them lots of respect. They honed in their beer. You know, they looked at DDH and said, okay, we've got a winner here. Let's let's focus on that. Then they came out with Juice Pack, which was really, whether they want to admit it or not, a variant of Day, Day of the Dead, but it's crushable. It's five and a half or something like that. Amazing beer. Then they came out with the Full Grown Man series. It's amazing. So they've got three core series, and then they bounce around that. So shout out to Tufts. Love you guys. Uh, you guys are great. The other one is Manhattan Project. You know, Manhattan Project is clean, crisp. They're not huge. Half-Life, double Half-Life. Here's a sour that I like, Bikini Atoll. And I don't even like sours. So I'm very happy with Manhattan Manhattan Project. I think I agree with that. Like, as you know? much as I love like the artwork with Martin House, theirs is very simplistic. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of it's refreshing. It is in that scene of like craft beer. So when you go to a store and you look at the cans, you know where Manhattan Project it stands out, and it's and that's what I like about it. You know, there's other beers that I've grown up on. You know, uh, back home, Founders and Bells, uh, Atwater, Witch's Hat Brewery is a super small brewery. Uh, back in South Lyon, Michigan, that I love. That will never distribute here, as far as I can tell. But, man, they are phenomenal. Um, and I'm just happy with them. So what else I'd like to talk about is let's, let's, look, at, let's look at our favorite beer. Not Bud Light, Brian. Um, Budweiser, sure. Yeah, I know. It's Budweiser. I know. I know. I used to do those discounted. What did I do those on? Wednesdays for 2 bucks or 3 bucks or something like that? Just for you, man. That's just because I love you so much, man. You know? My wallet appreciated it. I'm sure your wallet appreciated it. So let's look at, not right now, what, and this is going to be tough, but pick one. I don't care if it's in season, out of season, doesn't, they don't make it anymore. Find one of your favorite beers. Ryan, on the spot, go. Uh, three Nishibon Lager. Nishibon. So you can get that at a lot of places. A lot of places still. Good beer. Um, there's a place that you like, David. Uh, Saki Toro? No, not Saki Toro. Best Tie. Okay, yeah. Best Tie has it there. And they do specials of that. That's a, that's a good, crisp, easy-to-drink, refreshing beer. I think my favorite would 
going back to Martin Alice right now, in my book, they're top dog right now. Uh, they did their last anniversary, I think it was their seventh year, was Sharon. Uh, Sharon. a 16-ounce Imperial Stout, uh, Scotch Barrel Age, had some other stuff in there, too. Fantastic. That was a great beer. Um, I really liked it. We, I don't think we had that. I think I bought that. I know I drank it, but it was a great beer. Martin House, again, I mean, they're coming out on top these days. I mean, they just are. Vincent, what are you, what's your thoughts, man? It's, it's got to go to Martin House. Damn, Martin House. <laughs> on point, son. And it, this beer's been my favorite since I learned, like, since the first day I drank it. It's uh, the Salty Lady. Yeah. Goza. It's delicious. Salty Lady has been around for a long time. Long so time. I remember back in the day I was I was general manager at the Londoner they and anniversary right now for that beer. Do they? Yeah, they were, I think they're doing like a special edition of it. That's probably good. Vincent will drink it. They've done the Imperial. They, I mean, they had different variations. Yeah. It always sells well too. It's always good. You know that's the thing with Martin House. So when they first came out, we had the Martin House Pretzel Stout, which caught my attention. Obviously, we had the Big Red Imperial Texan, and then we had a couple other beers. Uh, Martin House, yeah, is having their seventh anniversary uh, party at the Bearded Lady, which is phenomenal. Uh, September 12th, a couple weeks away, and they're doing a couple variations. Salty Lady, uh, the Key Lime version, Mango, Tangerine, and Grapefruit at the Bearded uh, the Bearded Lady in Fort Worth. That's off the chart. I feel now, like that Grapefruit one be... I feel like even I would like the Grapefruit. That grapefruit one would be pretty <laughs> so, good. I, I, I'm definitely eating crow, eating my foot, whatever. I don't know what the words are. Eating a lot. <laughs> um, when Martin House first came out, I didn't think they were going to make it. I'll be honest with you. I did an event with them. I had three other beers. I thought they were good. And ne- I was like, they're not going to make it. I was wrong. They're still self-distributing, which I think is smart. Probably puts on a lot of struggles with them. And uh, they have just crushed it. I mean, they have literally crushed it. All right, so we talked about the favorite beers, favorite breweries. I would like to discuss, and this is probably going to kill me, unless this doesn't sound good, then you'll never hear it anyway. Um, Favorite breweries that we've been to. This is going to be part three of the Beer, Beer, Beer series. I'm going to have to change it. So favorite breweries that we've been to. Not because of the beer, just favorite experiences at a brewery. Ryan, go. Oh, wow. (laughs) He's got to be beer. Uh, yeah, you're new, man. I don't know how you're here, but I love you. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love my experience at Texas Ale Project. I agree. I really did. I mean, I, it it was a cool experience, you know, and, and you felt like you were part of them. You know what I mean? Uh, it was a good old boy kind of kind of situation for me. You know, I enjoyed it. It's cool because it's in a Texas Ale Project's in a very cool spot. Yeah. Um, they've got that little balcony. It's like the VIP balcony. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that you can walk around and check it yeah. out. Uh, the beer garden that they've revamped is cool. And maybe I just got drunk with David and had a good time. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, but, I, you know, man, that's all it takes, man. That's, that's all been, it that takes. That might have been my thing. You know, when we're drinking Caucasian and following it up with 100 Million Angels singing and then going back to Caucasian, that's a good time. So, uh, David, what, what's your thoughts, man? Favorite brewery that you've been to? I've only like, officially been to one. I went to Martin House to pick up. How is that possible? How do I know you? Yeah, I know. I know. Because I always work weekends and whatever schedules don't match up and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I remember like the first one, the only one I've been to, like like legitimately, was Lakewood. Uh, right when they first started making uh, 
Tennessee Tetris. Yeah, the Jack Daniels. We just had that the other night. Yeah. I got so fucked up. It uh, was... I fell asleep in the car. That's a good night, bro. That sounds about right, guys. <laughs> Thank night. you, Lakewood, for making David fall asleep in the car. Yeah, that's a good night. Right <laughs> after, I think it was after the first turn. I was knocked out. <laughs> this is why I worry about him when he leaves my apartment at, oh, you know, <laughs> at 3 a.m. <laughs> David texts me to get home. The next day at one, I made it. Well, thank God. He went via he went via Oklahoma, but he made that shit. That's happened. That's happened. That's Vincent, uh, for you. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna have to go with two because I can't pick. So the first one is gonna be Oasis down out in Austin. Austin, yeah. I went there for. So I went to a bachelor party and we did like. A couple of brewery tours in Austin before we hit the strip club. That makes sense. Yeah, there you go. That's Oasis logic. was a lot of fun. It's a beautiful view. Um, we, you know, shotgunned a whole bunch of beer. It was a great time. Um, the other one's going to be local. It's going to be my hometown in Rockwall, which is not a well-known brewery. Um, Wood Creek. They're gone now, by the way. They are way gone to go, now. Vincent. However, <laughs> they're awesome. I I did meet one of my best friends at Wood Creek. So now she's in, you know, one of the Carolinas or some shit. I don't know. She's far away, but I love you, Alicia. Shout out to Alicia and Wood Creek because honestly, we found that by accident too. We were driving to Sojo in Roy City. We were staying out at Rockwall on the pier, the harbor, whatever they call it. And uh, we saw Wood Creek and we pulled in. The outside literally looks like they make some joints for a car. That, like, I don't know. Like, they make, like, something metal. and yeah. But you go into Wood Creek. It's cool. They had good beer, good people. Unfortunately, COVID-19 did not do them justice. I don't think they've officially closed, but they're not. They're not. So, but that's a cool spot. All right, so I'm going to go two. I'm going to go two. And this is tough, honestly. Um, I could go seven, but we'll go two. Hey. I'm going to say right off the bat, in Texas, is Tups, man. Like, I've had so much fun at Tups watching live music out there. Matt Bell in the next to Ken, Ryan Bird, Karina Grove. Great music, great beer. Um, I got engaged at Tups, although I don't know if that's something to celebrate now these days. But uh, we had uh, uh, one of our FC Dallas parties at Tups. We did a corporate event with the, a corporate event. We did a, an event with the Frisco Rail Yard when I was there at Tubbs. Those guys are some of the best guys ever. I had fun. Now, outside of the state, without f- talking about founders, because that's not fair, Avery and, Bol- and Boulder in Colorado, you want to talk about an amazing brewery, amazing beer, the view, the restaurant itself is like a five-star restaurant. When we went on the tour... And we were walking on this, uh, you know, I don't know what you call them. Um, the, the, it's like a long, I don't know. The, it, catwalk? It's a catwalk, yeah. a giant catwalk. And you're looking down at all the vats. Yeah. I felt like Batman at Access Chemicals. Like I wanted to throw my wife over and turn her into the Joker. Like it was so cool, man. And it was just amazing breweries from the glassware, the service, and the food. You walk outside, you see the, you see the mountains like... You can't beat that brewery. So, very, very, very cool. Now, there's a lot of breweries in Texas, too. I mean, you know, um, back in the day, uh, Denton had a brewery uh, called uh, Audacity. They've got a few now, but Audacity Brewery was gorgeous. 
Uh, they had a bunch of oak trees on the property and any of the oak trees that they had to trim down, they used the wood to create their tap handles, which I thought was really cool. Their beer was okay. The music was great. The brewery was great. So it made up for it. You know, um, when I went to Deep Ellum for the first time, I had fun. Uh, not my place now. They're going through a lot of turmoil. Uh, RAR was awesome. RAR was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. But but as far as uh, I can say off the top of my head, Avery, Tups, and then throw, shout out to Founders uh, back in Michigan. So what's up, Ryan? Before they went national, I would say this in my rodeo days with Shiner Box. Shiner, Texas. Was probably one of my was one of my first experiences going to a brewery, and I had the it was a, a great time then. You know, before you couldn't get Shiner anywhere but Texas, and now you can get Shiner back Every, home. Yeah, you can get Shiner everywhere now, and it's not a good beer. But back <laughs> then, they use food coloring. But back then, like you know, that was like the best. Like I went to Shiner and, and drank it right out of there, ice cold, and it was great. I've heard that the Shiner Brewery is actually cool. It is. Like, I hear it's fun. Like, I won't make the drive there, but if some way I am in that area and I go to Shiner, well, we, look. Well, it was going to be on our tour if we would have went to that. Down to that it was. You're right. Yeah. So I would, I and I would have had a good time. I got yeah, drunk, you know. Uh, well, well, while we're on the topic. Here we go. If we're going to pick between Shiner Bog and, like, say, a beer from Yingling. Yingling's better than Shiner uh, Bog. Don't, don't talk right. T- time out. Yingling is brighter. That's his favorite one. You want me to call Brad right now? Because hey, at least Yingling doesn't use food coloring and call I it a box. I don't care that they use food coloring. They're both good beers. Like, don't talk shit about my Shinerbach in yeah, Texas. Yeah, I okay? like Shinerbach. I'll talk it about Texas because you know what? If Shinerbach was so Texas proud, they wouldn't send it to Michigan. Yingling's not that good of a beer. It's better than Shiner. everybody likes it. Because you can't get it in Texas. Well, you can't. I mean, you can't. Yes, now, you can. But before, <laughs> look, my point, my problem with Shiner is, if we're going on a traditional bock in the recipe, it's not a bock. It's a Vienna lager. But they call it a bock. I understand, but it's a Vienna lager. But don't say it's natural when you use food coloring. <laughs> That's the problem. I've never heard somebody like flip out over a beer. But I was at Total Wine, and I had to tell this guy from Florida, but he mentioned the Yingling. And then his friend, who was living down here, had to tell him that we don't have it down here. We don't. And he just went off in the middle of the store. Look, I'm going to tell you right now. I like Yingling. However, I do I care that it's not in Texas? I don't care. Because there's other beers out there that are better. Yingling's just old school. It's been around a long time. And that's it. But if you're going to have me go, Brandon, I got Shinerbach and Yingling, I'm going to take Yingling because <laughs> I don't drink food coloring unless I'm making something for Christmas. <laughs> like, I, I, like, that's enough already. Stop it. Shiner Bach, change the name to Shiner Vienna Lager. <laughs> Don't change it to a Bach, because if you call it a Bach, it's not a Bach. So what about Ziegenbach? Ziegenbach's also Vienna Lager. Ziegenbach is not a Bach either. It's a Vienna Lager. And who do, who drinks that? Stop it. What do you call Z- What do you call Yingling? Which one? There's a Lager? The original Lager. It's not, a, it's not just a lager. It's a Vienna lager. Yeah, exactly. But so, they don't call it a Bach. Who cares? I do. That's like saying, hey, man, this Oberon is a great IPA. <laughs> but it's not an IPA. It's a wheat. Well, technically, it's a pale wheat. But, yeah, it's not an IPA. Well, but it doesn't matter. We can call it whatever we <laughs> want. You know what? This water is the greatest Guinness I've ever had. Let's just start calling things and create anarchy. I will say, I didn't mess with Guinness. Don't mess with you. Don't mess with you. You, know. yep. you gave me some kind of... Some I gave shot, you a, 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 a uh, Irish car bomb. Yeah. 
And it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, we had a good time. That was St. Patrick's Day where we started drinking it like yeah, 10 a.m. Yeah, that, we wouldn't mess with it for nothing, you know. But, okay, so in closing, guys, i like one final question, if this even turns out. The final question is, by the way, I do not own the rights to this music <laughs> or the privilege to play it. Um, I don't even know if privilege or the rights to play it. I don't even want to play this music. Um, okay, so here we go. Right now, favorite beer. I know we talked about our favorite beer, like, but here we go. I'm going to pull the trigger right now at Kegs and Mugs. What's your favorite beer, Ryan? Go. I'll go with the number four. But what is it? Oh, it's a Hop and Sting Miracle Wheat. Miracle Good wheat. job. All right. So I haven't had it yet, but I'm probably going to have it next. Uh, it's the Bells. What was their stout here? The Bells Expedition yeah. Stout. 10.5%. Oh, Kazu, wow. baby. That's a good beer, man. Vincent? I'm going to go with False Idol Buckingham Double right. New England IPA. That's a False Idol. False Idol's been killing it lately, man. Killing it lately. All right, no questions asked, no thoughts, no whatever. I'm going to go with Hop and Sting. Hop to be squared. Great marketing on the can, great name. Jeremy, shout out. Love you, brother. Uh, Hop and Sting, even though I'm drinking a Bell's Oberon right now. Uh, Hop to be squared. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining part two, if this comes out live, of the Beer, Beer, Beer series. Uh, For the second time, we've had to do it. And I really appreciate you listening to the Life of an Average Show podcast. Don't forget to check out my blog, Toy Cars on the Nightstand. If you need to email me, toycarsonthenightstand.com, Life of an Average Joe. You can email me, ask me any questions. Buy some stickers. Buy some stickers. Don't forget, I got an update on the uh, charity event with T-shirts coming out in September. Next week, we'll discuss the book. I want to thank my guests for being here because I made them come. I want to thank them for being alcoholics and I want to thank them for having nothing else to do we love you guys continue to support local support local beer support uh, life of an average Joe Uh, if you need to listen to us you can download Anchor go to Spotify, Apple Podcast anywhere you get your podcast from and don't forget to follow the life of an average Joe Novera out